Welcome to Quest for Confidence. I'm Anna and I'm here with my wonderful riding coach Greg from GB Dressage. Hi Greg. Hi Anna, you alright? I'm fine darling and I'm going to explain exactly what the hell it is we're doing this podcast for. Now I'll use the word dressage here. Now darling I'm no Charlotte Dujardin. This Quest for Confidence for me has come from being terrified to ride my own horse. And I've only known Greg three months. Can't believe it, can you? (laughs) I'd got into a situation where I'd become terrified, and I truly mean this, terrified of riding my own horse to the point where my husband and my friends were questioning me, well, why are you doing it? It doesn't look fun. You're getting upset. And I felt so sad. I can't even tell you. Um, I felt like I'd lost my horse. I was terrified of trotting. Cantering was just the worst word in all the world. I think this it deserves a little uh, soundbite there. Swear word in your vocabulary. It was a swear word. And um, the very thought of cantering, I, I thought it, I was going to die, basically. Cry or die or both. So um, I thought, you know what? I've moved house. I've got myself a better setup and I want to give myself the best chance. I want to make this work. I don't want to sell my horses. Um, they're my life. I love them. And um, so I actually have to pull myself up by my bootstraps and do something about it. So I've got myself a coach and lucky for me, Greg got recommended to me and I nearly didn't book him because your page is called GB Dressage, isn't it? It is, yeah. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, I've seen him riding. He is wonderful at dressage. So if you're into dressage, give Greg a call because he can certainly help you out. But um, he also teaches all kinds of riders, don't you? I do. I have clients from all walks of life. My oldest client is actually 80. God loves Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. She's had half a lung removed and she's got two prosthetic knees. Um, And her horse is 28, Jasper. Um, And they came to me from a a long, long time of hunting. Um, And she was actually very terrified of riding her horse in an enclosed space. Um, But we managed to get her to the point where she actually went off and did some walk trot dressage tests. Oh, wow. And she really enjoyed it. But we got through her confidence issue, enabling her to go off and do that. And it is just a case of finding what makes you happy in the riding and focusing on that and pushing that to yourself. Well, we're going to get there and we're going to explain how I've come so far in just three months. And also, I want to record the rest of this journey because to me, I've been riding gosh 35 years I mean that makes I know I'm 107 so it's not not most of my life but um yeah I've been riding 35 years and the things I've learned in the last three months have been mind-blowing eye-openers to me and I have always struggled with my um confidence there is a reason for that and we will pick that up on another podcast um I, I was stuck with the same horse pretty much most of my riding life a long long time time. and uh i i was safe and i had comfort in that so when my new horse came along he doesn't do anything wrong at all he's a darling but to me him even blinking i feel like oh my gosh what's he going to do so my situations and i again we'll go through this on another podcast because there's lots of topics to cover here it's been a real discovery for me but my situations, um, I never really set myself up for success. So I've got myself a coach, uh, Greg, here. And um, 
believe it or not, we've even had a lesson today and I actually cantered without feeling sick, without crying, as if it was something normal, which I didn't see myself doing quite so soon. So I want to share Greg with everybody else who's feeling like I was or still am at times um, because it is just so, you know, you, you feel stuck in a hole and it's horrible. I think the important thing to know, Anna, and for you guys as well to understand, is that Nobody on this earth is 100% confident in everything they do, myself included. And there are days that even I go to ride and I worry, I think to myself, oh, it's blowing up a storm and I've got to ride my very young five-year-old 17-hand gelding. And I'm like, oh, God. But, you know, I go through my own process and I work through things and I take it bite-sized pieces, step at a time, and just keep pushing, just keep working. And through through that process, you get where you need to get. And each time you have a positive experience, it's important to note it, to mark it, mm-hmm. and to keep staying with it. And know that they aren't the be-all and end-all. The bad moments are spread across many, many sessions that you have. They're not every single one. Well, I want to touch on that as part of this uh, introduction episode, actually. Um, But you mentioned there about the weather. I had got myself into such a rut with avoiding riding my horse the weather would be the excuse. It would be too hot. It would be too cold. It would be too wet. It would be too dry. I'd even got myself a sharer to help exercise my horse. And the more they wanted to ride, the more it suited me. And I I kind of was aware I was doing it, that I was letting this person ride my horse all the time as a cop out for me, (laughs) which then made the odd time I did ride him actually on reflection even more scary because it wasn't a regular event and I'd seen him flying around the school with this other person feeling like a right old loser by the way watching someone else gallop around on your horse thinking I can't do that why can't I do that um so yeah I was just avoiding it and you've mentioned there about the experiences and for me we've learned a lot both on and on the horse on and off the horse sorry and um, when we've been having our cups of tea and things, which have been massively helpful for me, because you've helped me process things. And one of the big things was my memory bank of videos. Mm. So if you were to say to me, tell me a time you rode in the school, me or any other nervous rider is going to tell you, I didn't even need to think about it. I'm going to tell you about the time I fell off getting on, mm. or I fell off because my horse tanked off with me. I'm not going to tell you about the thousands of times I've joyfully, yeah, cantered around that school. So um, for me, it's understanding that and understanding how your brain is working Mm. against you. And you've kind of explained it really well about how fear works on your body. Mm. So this is, regardless of whether it's horses or not, I love how you've explained fear to me. Mm. Well, you know, fear is one of those things. It's It really is a very natural reaction to have um it's one of the few reactions that we're born with i believe um and you know it does it has it serves its purpose it keeps us safe it stops us from jumping off of tall buildings or putting ourselves you know at the bottom of volcanoes or something stupid um but it is important to remember that you know we need to look at fear in an appropriate way what is really scary well actually if you're planning on riding your horse your good sound solid horse and you're going to ride it around the arena for 15 20 minutes and probably in walk and trot chances are you're going to be relatively safe 
obviously there's no guarantees with horses, but you know, in general, you are relatively safe. There's, the, the risk of life-threatening death is quite low. You say that, though, but to a nervous rider like what I was three months ago when I met you, mm. walking and trotting around the school made me feel sick. It did. It definitely did. But, like, through the process and through changing your mindset, what you then understood was that, actually, instead of building this thing up to be this huge monumental moment, we sort of took some of the pillars of that building away and made you realise that, actually, rather it being some big, huge thing, it was just a little sit on your horse. And when you start to make like appropriate balance in that of how you view it, all of a sudden it becomes less scary. Every, every rider knows what it's like to, when they feel nervous and they go, they go, I'm going to go and ride my horse today, I'm going to go and tack him up, and you, you go over to the stable and he looks about 16 hands. You pull him out of the stable, he looks about 16-1. You put the saddle on, he looks about 16-3. You go to take him to the arena and all of a sudden he looks 17-2 and you feel 4 foot 3. <laughs> but it isn't always the case, you know, that's your mind playing tricks on you. Any rider who's ever felt that time where they go, Oh, um, I was going to ride, but um, the button on my boot won't do up, so probably that's not what I used to do. Work, yeah, every excuse in the book. So what I'm really looking forward to is all the different subjects we're going to cover in the podcast. Mm. We're going to do some online videos as well that's going to go on our Facebook page, which is Quest for Confidence. And oh, by the way, anyone listening, as a listener of this podcast, you're officially a Questie. Welcome to the gang Questies. Um, But yeah, we're going to have lots of topics. And for me, I really wanted to do this one to share what I'm learning with Greg, because like I say, I am finding it mind blowing. But also... As a nervous rider, I have spent hours pouring over the internet, looking at videos of, you know, and there's some great videos out there for nervous riders, you know, are you scared to canter and all of the rest of it. And they are explained quite well. But always the person in these videos tends to be someone on a great big fire breathing looking horse to me, a nervous rider to me, you know, on a great big thoroughbred or great big Frisian. You know, they're wearing spurs, which immediately, they're talking, but my nervous brain's going, oh, I wouldn't be sitting on a horse in spurs. Mm. So although they've given some really good advice and some of those hints and tips have helped me, I really want to see someone on a cob or a normal everyday riding horse in their normal everyday riding gear in a school with a broken gate on a wing and a prayer like most of us are I want it to be relatable and there's a thing in the horse world and I don't know where it's come from or why but as I was growing up learning to ride um you're not allowed to say you're scared you're not allowed to say you're pooping yourself Mm. and I don't know if that's a British thing or if it's a riding thing or a little bit of both but it's really uncool or un thing to do to say hey I'm scared Mm. I've been in situations where I've been on a cross-country lesson this is back when I was a teenager because you wouldn't get me on one right now but one day Greg you never know (laughs) Um, but when I was a teenager and I used to be absolutely bricking it and the horses would be loving it you know they're a riding school pony so they were getting a day down the field they were loving life and everyone was like woohoo like this and I'm thinking how can you be sitting there on this bucking rearing horse tanking around the field shouting woohoo I would be crying my eyes out so I guess everybody's different maybe on the inside they do find it scary but there's a thing for me in the horse world where 
you really shouldn't ever say you're scared. And um, I'm holding my hands up, Questies. I'm scared, but I'm on the quest for confidence and I'm on the path to getting better. Thanks to Greg. Oh, you're <laughs> now, I did mention earlier, Greg, his page on Facebook is GB Dressage. And yes, he is very good at teaching dressage. Now, that's a word I would never, ever in a million years as an unconfident rider um, associate with myself. But weirdly, you've been dropping dressage techniques onto me mm. and they have helped my confidence. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm talking, I'm doing all the talking right now, darling. You can go ahead and explain. But there's some things we've been doing, haven't there, with my seat in particular yeah. that's helped. And we, I can't believe I'm saying this dress. I've been doing a little bit of dressage. It probably looks terrible, but it's been making me feel confident. I think the, I think the important thing, when when thinking about dressage is that actually it's much more accessible than people believe. I think when you hear the word dressage and particularly when you hear some of the movements um, with their fancy I can't wacky pronounce names, them. What's a, a piaf? A piaf, a passage, a... or you know, and travers and things like that. You know, but actually they're just you know they're just sort of different words. You know, we use the word paracetamol as a painkiller, but it's just a tablet. It's a painkiller. So, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about sort of PF, it's, it's sort of like trotting on the spot, you know? I can't PPAF or trot on the spot, by the way, just putting that out there. So just, <laughs> so just try to make it really simple for people and trying to let everyone know that dressage is attainable. Dressage is open and it's available for you and your horse, whether you have a little sort of Thelwell pony or you have got the big warm blood, or if you've got a thoroughbred, or if you've got an Irish draft, whatever you've got, you can do dressage, and it is there for you. And working through things like using your position, using your weight aids, looking where you're going, all the simple things that people don't actually believe are dressage, are dressage. And they have such a big bearing on the way you ride and the way things change all i've noticed a difference for me it's just made me what i'm seeking to feel more secure in the saddle mm. um i feel like i'm a jelly on a plate i'm all over the place and then that doesn't help my nerves when i'm trotting about and what have you so for me it's been an eye-opener to feel more secure in the saddle which mm. us comfort unconfident riders are all um all seeking so it's yeah. been brilliant it's almost been like having a little sticker on my bottom yeah. <laughs> sticking me to the saddle um so yeah so th this basically is what our podcasts are going to be about we're also going to be sharing with you natty little finds that we buy because i'm always saying to greg oh have you seen this i've got have you seen that i've got and he's like where do you get that and it and it's a game changer on the yard certain types of hay nets certain types of wheelbarrows all kinds of stuff but there's some good stuff as well shopping um, there's stuff that we think's great. There's stuff that Greg has told me off and made me send back um, as well. And we will be having hints and tips from the reluctant husband. So um, look out for him. I think we'll get him to come in and say hello in a minute. Um, but look out for him. There's always something broken and he will tell you horses are the worst pet ever. Or it all costs too much money and we should just not. So you've mentioned about the cost, Greg, and that's a real relevant point because the second time I ever met you, you'd set me homework mm. and you said, right, you've got to ride three times in between me coming back next week, same time next week. So 
I've never ridden that much in a week in a very long time. Like I say, I was getting other people to do it for me. I was copping out. Um, so check <laughs> it really, really was. Um, but there's so much to that because, like you say, it's repetition, it's repetition, it's repetition. My horse is a bit of an arse tacking up. So some days he can be fine. Some days he can be walking all around his stable and everything. And then that sets my nerves off to start because I think, oh, he doesn't want to be ridden. Oh, he's going to back me off is how a nervous brain will work, mm. okay? So, you know, but I, I, a few weeks into doing this, my husband, I come out the stable one day, and I'm like, are you tapped up quick? I was like, repetition, darling. Like, yeah. He was like, well, you better repeat doing the washing up. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm bringing your cups down from the bedroom, but Not there you go. Happen. We all need penicillin. It's life-saving. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm going off on a tangent here, but, yeah, so the second time I met you, you'd set me to ride three times in the week. Mm. Covering and I, what we'd gone through. Covering what we'd gone through so that we could move forward with the next lesson. So I'd, I'd only done two. And you you turned up and you said, right, have you done your three thing? And I said, oh, no, darling. Oh, you know what I'm like. Work's been busy. blah. And your face just dropped. And you said, but I told you three times. Mm. And you had a real stern word with me about what's the point in spending all this money getting up in the morning, having all the, you know, mm. spats with your spouse because they can't stand another vet's bill on bloody yep. horses. You know, you really did kind of lay the line down to me as to why are you doing this if you're not in it, didn't yeah. you? You've got to be in it to win it. If you don't, it costs, generally having horses or having a horse costs you a lot of money. Let's face it, guys and girls, for the horse that you own, the livery that you pay out for, the insurance is a lot, you could probably rent a, a room in a shared house on top of your mortgage, but you know, you don't. You spend it on this horse. So it costs a lot of money to run and to have there. And if you are then not accessing it as you wished that you could. Now, there'd be some of you out there who have horses that you retire and you go, do you know what? I love my horse. I love paying for it. That's fine. This isn't aimed at you guys. It's for the people who are stood there going, I love this horse. I want to be able to ride it. I want to be able to do it, you know, and it's costing you a lot of money each month. So when you sit down and think about what those costs add up to, you have to start to make that commitment, whether you feel nervous or worried. You know, it can start as small as today I'm going to get on this horse and I'm just going to walk him around the arena. I'm going to do two to three laps in walk. And I'm just going to do that. You know, if you don't have anybody there to support you or somebody there to stand and give you that bit of confidence. You can start off as small as that, but it's really important that you are doing because if you're not doing, you're not reaching. And if you're not reaching, you're not succeeding. Yeah, and and there is something there as well in the in the repetition and the familiarity. So for the first few weeks I was having lessons with Greg, especially after I got my telling off in the first <laughs> week for not doing my homework, I sure as hell did my homework. But I'm not going to lie, the first few weeks were hard because I was still in that whole, oh, it's going to rain, oh, there's a wind, oh, there's a this, there's a that, oh, I could work a bit later today. And every excuse was coming up, but I was aware of those excuses excuses and it also is because it takes 90 days to make a habit and 90 days to break one right you were in a habit you'd got into the habit of handing over there was always going to be somebody who will come and ride because fortunately for you Anna your horse is really nice he's a nice solid chap and he's a good good egg all round he's the sort of he's horse a saint <laughs> that a lot of people are going to want to ride so you will never be short of offers to mm -hmm. ride him 
So you particularly have to be really careful that you don't hand him over all the time. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll end up in the same situation you were in before. Exactly. So I think the takeaway, guys, from anybody listening today is ride your damn horse, darling. That's what you need to do. Get on the horse. And even if it's hard, even if you don't want to, I know from what I've gone through in the last couple of months, just do it. Because one day, instead of having that feeling of, oh, God, I've got to go and tack up and get on all the weather, all this, the usual stuff your brain's doing, even as you're walking to the tack room, giving yourself every excuse not to ride. One day, you keep doing that even when it's hard, but one day you're going to actually be like, oh, I'm looking forward to my ride tonight. And that feeling for me was so surprising. Mm. And I had it today. We had a lesson earlier today and I was like, I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, I'm going to get mucked out and everything early, ready for my lesson. I And I really looked forward to my lesson. I couldn't wait to get on. Whereas to start with, it was like, oh, I feel sick. I don't want to get on. Mm. And that's only come from just getting on the bloody horse, darling. Just do it. So that's our takeaway for today. Be aware if you're copping out. To be honest with you, darling, you'll know you're doing it. You will know you are coming up with excuses not to ride. So just, just do it. Just remember, guys, right, this is probably a lot of you out there are probably, you know, have families and things. You have a lot of a lot of commitments on your time. This is probably the one thing you do in your entire lives that is just for you. Yeah. So make it count. Make it something you want it to be and enjoy it. Yeah. You know, take small steps. Nobody's saying you're going to have to go around badminton or Burley. You just have to literally take a small step, but celebrate the little wins. Yes. It doesn't matter what you used to do before when you were 19 and 20. Nobody cares about that. All that matters is you now and the person that you are. Take the step that makes you feel like you've achieved something with your day and yep. love your horse for it. Absolutely that. And also, you'll be building your video library. I know yes. I have. So in the last few months, because I've ridden so much, I've ridden more in the last three months than I have in the last three years. And I'm not even joking. I really think I have. Mm. Um uh, my video library of positive, 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 or not even so much positive. I didn't die today. I didn't die today. I didn't die today. He didn't do anything scary today. The other day he did a spook and I carried on riding and by the, we were trotting, of. weren't we? And and when I, when I come back down to trot, we'd finished our exercise. You said, oh, by the way, I love the way you just ignored that, that spook. Mm. And we both said, crikey, three months ago, that would have had me. And I'm not even joking, guys. I would have stopped, pulled into the middle, got off without even saying to you, crying. I'm not mm. getting on. You've got to ride him for me. He's mm -hmm. going to kill me. So the way it just happened. Mm. But that came from the repetition, the repetition, the repetition. And... I guess, all my good videotapes. Yeah. Because now, out of that jar, or, or if I've got a shelf of my videos, you know, I've got 100 videos, and 99 of them are fine, and one's got a spook. And do you know what? If those are the odds... I'll take them, darling. Exactly. Yeah. And try not to try not to focus. If you've got if you have that video library there, try not to focus on the one where it did go slightly wrong. Try and sit there and think, well, actually, you know, in the last three months, there's been one little spook mm -hmm. and actually you know downplay it mentally in your head rather than sort of getting on and doing your standard risk assessment you know what's the weather like has somebody moved quickly past the arena is it blowing a breeze east to west you know instead of doing all of those things and, and also sitting there on the back of the horse with your head going 
if he was to spook now and I could fall down the inside of his shoulder, then I'd be a goner. Stop all of that. Yeah. Stop all of that. Stop just, it. Just focus on, I'm going to walk a circle in the middle of the arena and I'm going to take in the view because actually, you know, it's autumn. It's a nice day. Yeah. I'm alive. You know, <laughs> I own this horse. None of it's on HP. It's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm quite lovely. I'm, I'm eating beans on toast, but I own this Value horse. beans on toast. Yeah. But, you know, and, and, and just enjoy it. Be present, be in the moment, because the horses are present. They are in the moment. They're not worrying about what happened yesterday. They're not going to think about what's tomorrow. They're present in the moment. So you have yeah. to give them that back. And let's face it, darling, none of us are getting out of here alive. One day you are going to be either dead, I hate to say it, you're either going to be dead or too old or sadly too ill to ride a horse. Mm. What are you waiting for? Stop making excuses. Do us a favour. Come on, Cresties. Go get your tack. Do one thing today. Go ride your horse because you will feel mighty glad that you did. Finish your tea. Go and have a quick wee. Get the tack out. Go and have some fun. Because that's what we're here to help you with. And that's what we want for you. We yes. want it for you. So we did say we were going to talk about kit and things around the yard that make things easier. Now, I've got a little pony. He is my little prince. I don't ride him because Mr. Sir hasn't been broken. So he doesn't have to work for his breakfast, lunch or dinner. Yet. He gets whatever he wants on a plate while someone brushes his hair and tells him how beautiful he is. So I've got my little pony and he is hairy as hell. It's been really mild, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. So he's sweating. So I've had to get some clippers. Now, like my riding, I am pretty... I wouldn't give myself 10 stars for clipping. I've never owned a pair of clippers. But getting this pony has meant I've had to get some. And uh, my friend had these. Assures me they were really quiet and they work cordless, Mm -hmm. all that jazz. So I went and got myself a pair of clippers. And I find that even strange saying that because clippers belong to really hard girls that can get horse out, clip it. They're, they're in their vest with their bra or in their bra. They're covered in hair and sweat. And they don't care if it's kicking at you or whatever. They're going to clip that horse. You know, that's to me what clippers mean. Oh, you don't want to see me clipping. Then I look like I'm going to do a forensic scene. I've got one of those things <laughs> on because I can't bear the hair and it makes me itch. So I have one of those like full boiler suits with the face and everything, like right down up there, all the white suits. I have never seen and anyone clipping a boiler yeah, suit. Yeah, that's what I that's what I look like. And literally, uh, my my clippers, um, oh, they're so quiet and I love them. But yeah, and like I had a grey horse, um, which I sold early this year, and um, oh my god, he was like a polar bear. And when I was clipping him, white hair. Everywhere. Like it snow. Like, it looked like Christmas Day. Ah. Oh. Like the snow was falling. Claude was standing. <laughs> Would have made some nice Instagram shots. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, so for me, clippers always belong to proper horse people, hard horse people, which we all know, Questies. I am not hard. I'm trying to find my confidence here. Um, so, yeah, I've got myself a pair of clippers. And do you know what? Well, he looks a bit like... Uh, Jim Carrey out of Dumb and Dumber with his bowl cut, but I was able to clip him so he's not as sweaty. Mm. So I have got the Liveryman Harmony Plus. Mm. I really recommend them for anyone that's a clipping virgin, Mm. never owned a pair before, they're cordless. One charge was enough to clip an extremely hairy pony all over. And, um, yeah, well, not all over. I've given him one of those, I don't even know what it's called. It's when it goes halfway down his neck and across his belly and round his bum 
What's that called? It's, uh, uh, you've got like a bit of a combination going on. It's a bit like... A, <laughs> you've seen it! You're just... <laughs> it's a bit like a... If you imagine a trace that turns to a blanket, it's sort of along those lines. I don't even know what those things... What are you saying? What's, I, I've heard the term trace clip, blanket clip, but I don't know which is which. Basically, my lovely, he's had some of his hair off. What I would like to touch on with regard to those clippers that I was quite impressed with was the fact that as Anna has explained, she's, you know, a novice when it comes to the clipping and also not massively confident. So she's not going to go straight in guns a blazing. <laughs> However, that said, I have noticed that on him and he's a black pony. So, you know, the lines do show up. Pretty quickly <laughs> what are you him. trying to say? So and where he has been clipped, what's what's quite normal when you clip a horse out. Um, one of the things we sort of look for is how many lines it leaves, clipper lines. Oh, my God. He's got hundreds. No, he hasn't. Hasn't he? He really hasn't. All right. This is this isn't about the lines that you, the edge of the hair that you've left. This is where, like, you've clipped the hair off and you see how many lines there are. Oh, yeah, no, clip. I went over those. Yeah, but literally, there's, like, hardly any. And yeah. considering that you are a novice clipper, yeah. that's really good. It's the second time I've used them. So that, well, thank you, darling. You're very um, I was tempted to do a heart on his bottom and then I thought oh, how God. angry you would be if yes. I did that. So, um, and he's about to go off to breaking to a really uh, nice fella called Fred. And I did also yeah. think, Fred, I've seen his fa Facebook page. He's galloping around on horses. He yeah. looks very proper. Fred's a point-to-point -point jockey. Yeah. I don't think he needs to ride a hairy pony <laughs> with <laughs> mummy loves you and a heart on his bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, I did want to do, but I, my skill confidence stopped me, uh, a minion. Uh, Google it if you can, minion horse clip. There's ponies with minions on their bottom. Oh I know. So there you go. So there you go, guys. The uh, Liveryman Harmony Plus. It, I think it, it paid under £200 for it, which my friends, who some of them are mega clippers, uh, paid a lot, lot more for their clippers as well. So uh, check it out. <laughs> So today's podcast episode has been a bit random because we're just explaining what we're here for. In a nutshell, I am not a dressage diva. I have not one matchy-matchy set to my name. Yes. Um, yet. Um, <laughs> and I'm a nervous Nelly. I uh, wear that badge quite proudly. Um, but I'm wearing it proudly because I'm doing something about it. Mm. And because I'm doing something about it, I'm feeling better. Yeah. And I'm learning a lot along the way. So I'm going to share all my tips with you. I can't wait for episode one. Do you know what that's about? I can't even believe I'm saying it. Someone pinch me. It's about going faster. Now, come on. I know you're scared. Listen to this episode because the old me wouldn't have listened to an episode about going faster. But stay with us, Questies. You are going to love this. It is game changing. So there you have it, Questies. If you are listening to this and you are scared, witless of riding your horse all the time, sometimes, or you just want to listen to me and Greg Witter on, um, then please do uh, like and follow our podcast. This is Quest for Confidence. And also our Facebook page, Quest for Confidence. And to get in touch with Greg for lessons. And also, we understand some people might not be local to you, Greg, but you do offer consultations as well. Yep, via the phone. Via the phone and also via his page, which is GB Dressage. We'll put all the links on our page as well. But uh, thank you for listening. It does get better, by the way. That is our podcast and your uh, confidence. <laughs> um, so tune in right now for our first episode, which is about... Oh, hang on, here we go. Drum roll, please. The freedom of forward. Until next time, 
Go riding questies. Remember what we've said. Tuck up that horse. You'll be glad you did. Toodles. Bye.